What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to Sideline Sports, part of the Sideline Sports Network family, the franchise, the face of the show. Our man is back, John Shear. Look at him. He's been gone for a minute, but as he says, back for the first time. And of course, our brother, the technical guru, that is Jake Malik. Gentlemen, before we get started tonight, let me just say this. I am so happy and so thankful to see both of you. John, I'm glad you're back. Shout out to Yingling. Gentlemen, cheers to both of you. I'm glad Eric, to see I'm you guys waiting. are back and doing well. I'm still I had waiting to take on my one back, out, man. I had to take one out the 12 pack, brother, you know. But uh, no listen, <laughs> let's get down to business, shall we? Because John Shear has been MIA, no pun intended, for a couple of weeks, but we're glad to see him back. And I know he's got a lot to discuss with regards to this whole Stanley Cup as it is set. It is the Tampa Bay Lightning going for their three peat versus the Colorado Avalanche. So let's 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 take a step back here for a moment because at one point in time it was Jake, your New York Rangers and John, your Carolina Hurricanes going at it. And John really never got his opportunity to come out and 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 kind of defend his team even though they lost, which I said they were going to John by the way, but um we're going to give you the floor first, sir, to discuss this whole situation bringing us up to date with where the Stanley Cup resides at currently. Like I just want to preface all this by saying I hate the Tampa Bay Lightning. I am in no way, shape, or form a fan of the Tampa Bay Lightning, so I'm not happy they're in the Stanley Cup. Again, for the third straight year, I'd rather be my team for three straight years. However, seeing Jake upset, Seeing Jake have to eat humble pie after blabbing those lips over there humble, in the on. armpit of New Jersey. Hold I, on. I can no, no, smell no, no. New Jersey I'm gonna from need here. To out for a second, All John. the stink that the no, Rangers. No no no, 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 no. I need John to stop for a second because if anybody that watches the show knows anything, and Eric even called me out on this, not once did I say the Rangers would go to the Stanley Cup Finals. Not one time. I was very clear that I said we would win the first round. We might win the second round if we were lucky, and we had a good second round and managed to win, and I was very impressed by that, and that was farther than I believed we should have gone. But as soon as we hit the Eastern Conference Finals, I said we are not winning this. Tampa is going to the final. I was very humble, if anything, actually, John, because I knew, look, I know where my team resides. I know where they're going to stop, and I very much knew, even though it went up 2 nothing. I said, I still don't think they're winning this series. So you can tell me I got to be humble. You can say whatever you want. But it needs to be said that I knew they'd lose this series. I said it, which sounds pretty humble to me to admit my team was going to lose in this by, round. By and the way, shout, especially out, coming, shout especially out to Philly Jim from... and the overrated A.J. Brown that they acquired. And Hey, whoa, whoa, nice whoa. Year, okay, but... you know what? You're going back in timeout, buddy. This has nothing to do with football. You're going to keep making comments like this, man. Okay, I ain't trying to hear you right now. We're talking James hockey. James is just trying to support the show. Stay, man. That's stay it. focused and on hockey. Stay focused on hockey, John Shear. All right? Look at you. You froze. That's how bad you are. I'm sorry. <laughs> it just it came over me. I, yeah, yeah, something else has been to come yeah. over you in a minute something if you want to watch them me. lips. but. <laughs> All right, so, fellas, look. It's the Stanley Cup finals. Stanley Cup, excuse me. Um, the chase for the cup is down to the final two. On one hand, like I said before, you have the Colorado Avalanche. On the other side, you've got arguably a team that's, you know, going for not only a three-peat, but kind of cementing themselves as a top-tier team in this league. So As a, as a top-tier dynasty, yeah. Yeah, Well, yeah. I mean, they got to win it first before I start Absolutely. calling them a dynasty. But, I mean, They're John looking Shearer, to do that. I'm going to need you to be unbiased, brother. Okay. I know you don't like the lightning. I get it. This is why you ain't been to Florida yet and been to the cookout yet, because you know you got to come through Tampa to get to me. So we'll have to find you a different route when you come visit. <laughs> but, John, you can't argue what Stamkos and Kucherov and Vasilevsky have been doing. You know, you have to acknowledge that. Now, if you want to be all pro Colorado, please feel free. 
But no, I, I said it last back night. Back it up with facts. That's all sports we Arena, Monday and Wednesday nights, 10 o'clock. I said it last night on the Sports Arena. Colorado is a better team to me. The only problem is the goaltending. I'm not sure what I'm going to get out of Darcy Kemper. Jake knows exactly what I'm talking about mm-hmm. when it comes to like Kemper can be good at times when he was on Minnesota. Shout out to Troy Geary, part of our network who just mentioned Colorado and six. When he was on Dar- when Darcy Kemper was on Minnesota, he was up and down and he was good for them and then he was cold for them. So that's a guy I'm not I'm worried about. The rest of the roster I think is better than Colorado. I think Colorado is just Kemper. a better team. But Vajilevsky and goaltending in hockey <clears throat> is like having a quarterback in, in the NFL. If you have a goal goalie, you have a chance at beating anybody any night. You could beat him in a series. It's, it's just like having Patrick goal, Mahomes. You could beat a goalie with just a goalie alone. If he stands on his head enough, you could win with just that. So Tampa Bay can do just that. So that's the thing. If if Colorado's goaltending can hold up enough, Colorado's a better team. So right. I think Colorado in six. So you're agreeing I'm with not, that I'm not exactly really? sure what I'm going to get out of that goaltending. I'm, I'm hoping for the best, but... I don't know what I'm you could be at. getting Vasilevsky levels, or you could be getting Mike Smith levels. Exactly, so, or something. It's, it's opposite ends of the spectrum, and you have yeah. no idea where it's going to be at any given day. I, Fair I, enough, yeah. Jake. Let me go to you because our man Jordan Long, under review, part of the Sideline Sports Network family, has asked some questions that I think you would uh, are the person to answer. He said, "Can Tampa hang with the Avalanche's four different lines?" Because the Avalanche has shut down McDavid and the Oilers' top line. So, in your opinion, Jake, do you think the Lightning can hang with the Avalanche's four lines? Well, first of all, I don't think it's really fair to say that you know that Colorado shut down McDavid and that top line. I don't think that's, by any stretch of the imagination, fair to say. I mean... I don't recall how many points McDavid had. They both had 30 this postseason. Right. I mean, both of them. Right. I mean, I, and I'm just, I'm literally just looking at the last game that they played. McDavid had three points. Drysaddle had four points. They had seven points uh, in, you know, combined in just the last game alone. And that really is the top line. I mean, that, yep. let's just be honest. When we're talking the top line for the Oilers, it's McDavid. That's it's one Drysaddle. of the top That's lines the, in hockey. Right. But, but for them, that is the top line. Forget yeah. anybody else that you, you know, whatever the combinations you create to put on that line, that is it. That's what matters. Um, and it's not to say that, uh, you know, the Avs defense didn't do well. I just don't think that they totally shut them down throughout the entire series. It's just Mike Smith is ma- terrible. Right. I mean, they, they, they managed to make an impact a majority of the time. I mean, you know, in game one, they had five points as well. I happen to have looked it up just now. So they had their points. But anyway, that's not the point. I'm picking Tampa in this series, and there's – Really, there's two things that I've seen with Tampa that I think is really important to notice. A, John, you mentioned it. Vasilevsky is just the greatest goalie in the last – he's probably one of the greatest goalies since Martin Brodeur retired. It's, yeah, Honestly, I mean, it's, he's, it's, like, he's, it's like Eric said. It's like having Patrick Mahomes and then on the other side. He's just for, so unbelievable. I mean, Colorado is having yeah. like – no offense, but say like Jalen Hurts versus or Daniel Patrick Jones. Mahomes or right. Daniel yeah, Jones. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's a guy just not like, fair. like that's that's just at a comparison. Yeah. That's a level of difference in Jalen Hurts is probably a better example because <clears throat> right, that's Jalen a level Hurts, of difference. Yeah. He's yeah. a guy that can show up one day and he'll give you 350, 400 yards and a couple touchdowns and no interceptions and have but a then great. And then the next day he gives you one seventy five four and and four interceptions. Exactly, Mahomes, you know what so you're going to get each week. Right. So I agree with John about that. And that's really important because, John, you said it really well. Goaltending is what wins games. And, you know, I go back to the Rangers. Why did they go as far as they did? Their offense played well, and they showed up on the power play. I give them that. But if you give them basically any other goalie, they don't make it that far. And I know that, and I'm one to admit it. Oh, and yeah. That's fine. I mean, it's just Sirkin stood on his head Sirkin and won on some of those games. Us. Yeah. Like he made unbelievable after exactly. unbelievable save, so, which yeah. most normal goalies yeah. don't make. And that's and that's something that's huge in hockey. So having Andre Vasilevsky is a really big deal. But the other thing, and I'm going to use the Rangers and the Panthers as my examples, um, and it's something that the Avs did well, but the Lightning do better. So the uh, Lightning do a pretty solid job at stopping odd man rushes. They're pretty strong in the neutral zone 
and right at the entrance to the zone, right in that area. That is where they really excel. And so the thing is, the abs were able to shut down McDavid and Dreisaitl to some extent on those odd man rushes, on those breakout plays, to some extent. The Rangers, the Panthers, both were completely shut down, especially for the Rangers in most recent memory in those latter two, three, four games. On those odd man breakouts, those those long stretch passes that they tried to make, those kinds of plays, they were just killed. There was nothing. And not that the Avs rely on just that. That is a that is one facet of their game. They, they do more than that, of course. I've seen them set up in the zone and score like nobody's business. But that's a lot of, you know, that's a big part of their game, especially when you've got a guy like McKinnon, right? That's something that the I think the Lightning have an advantage in. And while the Avs do it well, like I said, they did it to some extent against McDavid and Dreisaitl. They don't do it, at least in my mind, to the same level that you see in Tampa. And that's why I'm picking Tampa, because of the goaltending and the defense that they play. Their defense can be so suffocating, it's impossible to get chances. And then when you do get chances, good luck getting past Vasilevsky. I think Tampa has just enough offense to, you know, and enough really uh, veteran leadership that I know John and, and Eric, you've seen plenty of it the past couple of years, uh, you know, to – to make some plays and make just enough plays to score enough goals to beat the Avs goalies who on the average day are not nearly as good as most goalies we saw in the playoffs in general. Um, so it's going to be a good series. I think ultimately I have to go lightning. I'm going to say lightning in six for, for all of the above reasons I've said. Eric, I can't Eric, we you. cannot hear you. I think you muted your mic on your physical mic as opposed to the computer. Maybe it came unplugged. There we uh, go. Is that better? Now we got you. Sorry about that, fellas. I, I just wanted to let this go. But, John, give me your prediction. Um, I know you're going with the Avalanche because you just can't stand Tampa. We get it. I, I got to say six. <clears throat> I, I like to think that the talent for Colorado, which I think is better, aside from goal attending position, will overcome the lack of goal attending that – Colorado has, I think. So I think abs in six. Okay. It's just not the it's not the lightning's year. I just don't think so. Even with all the momentum they have coming off of a game six victory against Jake's New York Rangers, even though they have been to this position and won the last two years, you feel this is an ending for them and Colorado now is their moment. It is the Avalanche's time to be the top dog. This is what you're saying. Yeah, I don't think the Lightning have faced anything close to what the Avalanche are in their past two finals. I think this is the hardest team that they'll have faced in these three consecutive finals, and I don't even think it's close. I'd agree with that. I would agree with that heavily, yes. The other two teams don't even come close to these abs, talent-wise. I'm... You know, I'm riding with the home team because I do live down here very close to the 813. Are you a Bucks fan, too? You a Bucks fan, too? Okay. Wow. You know he's he rooted for the Bucks wow. in the first round of the playoffs. Slash, no. Who did they play? No, I, okay. Play. You know what? Goodbye. I can't he even talk just, to you. I'm, I'm just going to keep drinking today. because John is just on something tonight. <laughs> we need to put that disclaimer out there really quick before we go to break. Listen, everybody. Everybody at Sideline Sports knows we are not responsible for John's thoughts or words. We do not condone his actions. All right. He we says what let he thinks. Know. That's all, John. That is all John Shear. If you have an issue at Bluehawks13, make sure you tweet him. Doesn't matter what it's and about. I will, and I will ignore you. <laughs> this man will have people coming running at him. I'm going to go that way. I'm going to go that way. Get away yeah. from me. Yeah, we definitely know about John Shear. All right, fellas. Hey, let, let's take a real quick break when we come back. More with Sideline Sports. Part of the network. It is the flagship show. Be back in about less than a minute. If you have a business, company, or product, and you want to reach the right audience, contact DBNA Television. DBNA TV reaches over 100,000 viewers a month and has advertising plans for all budgets. You can see your ads running on Roku TV, Amazon Fire, On Demand, and dozens of other top platforms for only dollars a day. 
Call our advertising sales department between 10 a.m. and 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Monday through Friday at 484-695-5187. That's 484-695-5187. Make the call and then watch the results. It pays to advertise on the DBNA Television Network. Welcome back to Sideline Sports, Tuesday night, 8.30 p.m., live on Facebook, Twitter, and all the rest of the social media facets. Shout out to our man, JB. Get well. We can't wait to have him back to have the whole squad with us. Oh, he's going to eat humble Wilson. pie, too, for all them Rangers oh, takes. My he, he was even so, worse than Jake. He John, was worse. So real quick, let's – Eric, I don't mean to interrupt. No, sir. please. You know what? This is y'all's show. I am a guest. Do your <laughs> thing, brother. I'm here for backup if you need me. John, I, I, let's address this because you want me to eat this humble pie so badly. I want JB to more than anything. You just because okay. of what happened in the second round, you and you made me pay. You made me take my lumps after I lost back-to-back game sevens and had to deal with it. Not mo- just Monday on Sports Arena, not just Tuesday on Sideline Sports, also Wednesday on Sports Arena. Three days in a row, plus on social media, I had to eat all, take all them lumps. And down there, yeah, Mr. Here. Smiley, all gray, Eric Wilson, John, Jake I think, Malik, I and JB, too. Upset. So JB's I think you're not more upset with Eric. I think huh? it's more of a problem with Eric and, and JB than me. I mean, uh, Eric got you two out of the three days. Look, I got I had you to once, sit here. And, I, and, and, John, I ragged on you because of two things. I Number had to one. sit here on that Tuesday and get punched in the face for you Hold by on. an hour. John. Over John. the heat and canes. Back to back. John. So and the Mystic, John. And the Mystic. Don't forget about oh, yeah, the Washington yeah. Don't forget Mystic. the Mystics, too. Sure, John, why not you know just why we, it You know why we bashed Everybody on you? Because you were so confident about your heat. You no, were no. So he confident. was cocky about it. Let's be you, clear. You were. You were. And you were John the was same... a smug SOB about all three <laughs> of them teams. And you know it. And you know what? And here was the thing. The Heat, all right, fine. We'll discuss that. The Heat, they were, I don't want to say supposed to win, but they were favored. But at least they made a series. It was good. And they had a chance. And the Canes were supposed to win. The Canes in particular. Unlike the Heat, the Canes were actually supposed to win that series. They were never supposed to lose. The Rangers were supposed to lose. And I was happy that they made Game 7 a thing. I was happy they were taking it the distance. And then they beat you. An inferior team won, John. That's why I ragged on you. Because my team, a team you were so cocky and confident was going to lose, beat you. And so then I was very candid. that I said, I think we'll win a handful of games in the Eastern Conference Final if we're lucky. Which we did. We won the two games at home. And I was very proud. But that's it. And the thing is, this is a young team, John. So for me, they exceeded expectations by so much. I don't care. You could try and humble me all you want. But I was humble to begin with because Eric knows, and he called me out on it multiple times. I said they would lose in the second round. He called me out for that. I said they lose in the, in the Eastern Conference Finals, which they did. But Eric, Eric called said me out. it doesn't matter who the Lightning play. They're going to beat him anyway. I did but, say but that. But Eric also but told me. I wanted Jake to stand on his soapbox because the New York Rangers was a team that no one, unless you are a diehard fan like Jake, but you're somewhat sometimes blinded by how young this team is, okay? I wanted Jake to stand on his soapbox and say, I don't care. This is our moment. We are going to take it to seven games, and we are going to – You know, it's like Ric Flair to beat a man – Woo! You got to beat the man, and that's what the Rangers had the opportunity to do. Did they get the job done? No, they did not. But what they did do up until game five was defend home ice, and that is crucial moving forward. The Absolutely. Rangers are a team that we can no longer just sleep on when next season starts up and say they're, they're not going to make it yeah. because we've seen it. They this now the have Dallas the formula. Mavericks from this year. No, this John, is the no, Dallas Mavericks not. from this year. Stop. Atlanta Hawks How is from last it? No, it's not. How is it, John? Young. How so? Because, because he's basing – I'll tell you exactly what it is. He's basing it on youth. He's basing it on inexperience. And he's basing it on the fact that there are other teams who are going to come back, who are going to get healthy, who are going to be at full strength, and who are just going to basically have their way with 
the New it's York like Rangers. It's like Eric going and, to the craps table, and he has a couple nice hands, and Eric's wow. like, man, I'm the man. Nobody can beat me. Nobody can stop me. And I'm like, Eric, stop while you're ahead. And you're like, no, 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 no. I got this. John, Nobody John, can beat me. John. The best at craps. I'm like, Eric, you got to calm down, man. You're going to lose all your money. Then he keeps playing. And he loses all his money, and I'm like, I told you so. Same thing with the Rangers and the. All right, so John, the let me, let me, John, let me ask you: Why are the Rangers not going to be good next year? I don't year? want you to lose all why, that confidence. John, why are the Rangers going to be bad next year? Tell me. I didn't say what? they're going to be bad, but they're not getting back to the Eastern Conference Finals. Is what, what I'm ask? saying. Like, why are they okay, not going to be John, It's June. It's June right now. We are in June of 2022. Put 20 on it right now. Man, I'll put put twenty on it right on now it. that the and Rangers money do not get back to the Eastern Conference Finals. Put twenty for on it tw- right for the now. Ne- for this next season, they're not for this back. next season. Yeah, but why not? I'm just put curious. What your, what's okay. your logic as to why not? Jake, because you're the witness. Twenty dollar maximum value, no tip included in that. Whatever. It don't. No, we're just doing dinner. Listen. It don't matter. Jake, you're the witness. Listen. I have faith in what I've seen with your New York Rangers. Yeah. I'm willing to bet John Dinner. John, and I they just wanna, will get back to the Eastern Conference. I just want to know, John, bet, why? I do not add the tip in. I just covered John, $20. John, and well, all right, John, let me ask, answer this question. Why are they not going to get back? What is I just think they so overachieved. They got a little bit lucky rolling the dice on the – They did, you know, but the here's table. the thing. So you're right. They got lucky this year. Overachieved. I'm, I'm not, not saying like they're a bad over- up-and-coming team. I just they think overachieved. that they overachieved. But, John, here's the thing that you're not thinking about. In the postseason. That you have to think about. So you make a postseason run like that, right? You're going to retain most of your team just because most of them are already under contract as is. Like most of your young guys are already under contract and your star players like Zibanejad, Kreider, Panarin, all are under contract already. So your main guys, Shesterkin, he's considered a young guy, but also one of the key guys, under contract. You don't have to worry about any of them at the next year, right? The Rangers, I... I don't. I don't. I think Vetrano is looking to resign, which is a nice. Yeah, I think nice he resi- I'm pretty sure he, you just. I don't know if he resigned yet or if he's looking to. Yet. But again, a depth piece that would be totally. It would be great to have. So you're going to have your core back. You're going to have majority right. of your teams. Andrew Kopp will probably be coming back. I know him and Truba are really good friends. There's a good chance that he'd want to stay with Truba. I totally get it. Fine. So everything stays the same in that aspect. And then most likely because of the run they made, the Rangers kind of in their minds are thinking, okay, why not next year? Why can't our year be next year? Just whether they're right or wrong, they're going to be thinking that because that's what teams do, and it makes total sense. So they're going to go out and say, a guy like Claude Giroux, who's going to be a free agent. Now, he is he the piece to put you over the hump? I don't know, but he's definitely a solid depth piece if that's what you're looking for. The Rangers may go out and make those big moves right, that man, are not yeah. the super sexy picks, but they're the depth moves that they yeah, need no, to I get what you're win saying. next year. So my thing is this. There's no reason they can't get back because they're going to keep the core. Shesterkin will probably just get better with the offseason. He's going to fuel himself. He's going to somehow get better or at least play somewhat similar. He's going to be a great goalie again next year. That's no question. Right. And they're probably going to add some pieces in the offseason to try and help them push for a cup this year as opposed to this year where they added some depth pieces, which were Vetrano and Cop, and I was very happy about those. But now – they're going to really push to get a guy like Claude Giroux, one of those, you know, those upper names, if you will, to give them the extra edge against a team like the Lightning, against a team like the Panthers, who they didn't play this year but could very well play next year, against a team like Carolina. So they would have to get out of again. their own division, basically, because that's the way the no. stupid playoffs is set up, is well, you basically yeah. have to win your division yes. in order to play any other team, which is just stupid. Yes. It's, yes. it's dumb. But, I agree about that. Yeah. Yeah, that. And they could. And they proved it that they can this year. So you're basically going to say they're getting back to the Eastern Conference Finals. That's the I'm, only way they played the, the Panthers. I'm not saying that. Like, what I'm, saying, that, is, what I'm saying is there's no reason to believe that they're going to regress. That's all. I'm not saying in terms of where they're going to end up in the playoffs. I'm not saying they're guaranteed. No, I'm not saying they're going to regress like regular season-wise. I'm saying like playoff-wise, I think they overachieved. I think I think that's Extremely but I think they're going to make moves to make them have a chance again. Like they could win the division next year, depending on the moves they make in the offseason, depending on the moves you guys make in the offseason. Yeah, the no East is extremely loaded. Can. The yeah. East has a lot of great teams. This isn't something where 
you look at the Rangers and you're like, well, there's not really anybody in the East. Like the East is loaded pretty much. Most of the eight teams that made it are pretty well a really good team or at least a good team. It's not no really no teams. Like even the Capitals and Bruins, you look at them and like those are tough, tougher teams. So that's what I'm they're saying. Like, I'm not like I don't think they're getting back there just because like the East is so loaded. It's going to be hard to get out of that division and beat the Hurricanes and Penguins and Capitals. Like that. See, I'm not scared of it. The only team I'm scared of in our division are the Canes, and that's it. But I mean, the Penguins took you to the brink. They had you at three. You were down three. That was. I'm going to be honest with you. I think that was a lack of experience and knowing what to do. I, I I think the Penguins are a good team. I'm not taking anything away from them, but I think the Rangers' lack of playoff experience for most of those players kind of hurt them in that series, and they proved it because when they played against Carolina. Yes, they went down to nothing because they didn't win on the road. So, but then so they came back the, to tie 2-2. Two two. All the house money that you've told me you played with this year, you're not playing with that next year. No, you I got to the Eastern so. Conference Finals. No, I think this you're year up was to very nothing. much... You're, why not us? So you're not playing with that house money anymore. I don't think in, so as much next year. If you get to the playoffs next year. I think the Rangers have set an expectation for themselves. That's the So it's the good and the bad. This year was house money because it was really just... Making the playoffs was huge. We were ahead of schedule. But now that we've put ourselves ahead of schedule, the expectation at the very least is making second round. See, the team and that I'm in the second round. And the that's te- the team I'm going to compare you to. And I know Philly Jim there, who started out the comments tonight, loves them Bengals. But I, I think that the Bengals are kind of like that, where now that they have expectations, now that the AFC is a lot better than it was last year, now that the Ravens are going to. We think going to be healthy with Lamar, and they added a lot of pieces on that defense. It's going to be a lot harder for the Bengals to get back to where they want to go, and that's the Super Bowl. They're going to find that out the hard way. That it's not going to be the same. It wasn't easy sledding, but at the same time, like like I've said many times, with the when you face the Ravens twice and the secondary was decimated, their whole team was decimated with injuries and you killed them. Like it's not going to be that easy again. All right, so so that's what John, I'm right, warning John, the Rangers. On. It's not going to be that easy. I'm not disagreeing with what you're saying because every year teams do get better. With age comes experience. But And, I and the Bengals this, had house money, listen, right? I could make the same argument that you are making for the Bengals saying that it's going to be a lot more difficult for them to return back to the promised land. But because of the expectation, because of what they were able to do, because they were able to beat Patrick Holmes, not once, but twice, once in the regular season and once, and it, when it mattered most Absolutely. that, that yes, in, in the mindset of the players in the mindset of the fans, that there is a level now that you have to throw Cincinnati's name in the mix when right. you talk about contenders in the AFC. Okay, John, you don't think that the New York Rangers, after their loss, went back to the drawing board and said, what do we need to do to keep this? What do we need to execute on, be it in the offseason, be it in the draft? Where do we need to find that last little piece that is going to get us to the Stanley Cup because think about it like this let's say for argument's sake that they would have held home ice in game five referring to the New York Rangers mm-hmm. you mean to tell me game seven Madison Square Garden Rangers lightning you're going to sit there with a straight face and tell me that the lightning still would have been able to come away with the victory yep. because I would be hard pressed to bet the house bet the farm that my $13 that I still have for you on you to say that the Rangers would lose that game. So I I get it. It's back to the drawing board. I do because this is what the lightning do. They don't care whether they're like, I hate the lightning, but they don't care whether they're at home or on the road. They just go out and play and beat you. And that's the annoying thing is like, it doesn't matter. All right. I'll say this to, okay. to Eric because nobody shows up to their home stadium anyway. It's like ten fans. I'll say, I'll, I'll say to this. I'll, I'll say the lightning. Which team? The, the lightning. The lightning. That's like going to a Rays game. They, nobody shows Dude, up. You know, you could true. be not any more farther. <laughs> you couldn't be from more wrong, truth. John. You do but, understand something. Let me explain something to you. I understand that it is Florida, and I understand that it is ninety thousand degrees with the humidity that makes it one hundred and twelve. But my brother, let me assure you of one thing. 
the pecking order when it comes to the sports in the 813, the Lightning are the top. The oh, Lightning sell out Emily Arena when the Lightning are it's, playing. It's really Bucks and Lightning kind no, of play together. No, it's not. It no. used to be Lightning, and then you would have the Bucks, and then you would have the Rays. The Rays are then the surpassed the Bucks with the six years of Janice. Really? Now that Brady is here, yeah, yes, that's that's gonna now happen. it is more of a right, right here. This is that, the lightning. This is I, the meant, I meant at the moment. That's where yeah, at the moment. There. But the lightning, are, the lightning are still the number one team in Tampa Bay. I, I wouldn't entirely argue with that. I mean, they are back-to-back champs for a reason. And and that's not to do with the fans. But, but that obviously, your fans are going to be pretty excited. Even if you're just bandwagon fans. There's going to Listen. be quite a few that, that hop on when you got two okay. championships in a row. When you and, see and tailgate parties at Raymond James, that's one thing. When right. you go to Amelie Arena oh, and it. it is standing room on the outside, oh, I saw it. Trust to me. watch the jumbotron to watch that game. People have chairs and tents and awnings and the whole nine yards set up in the just in the area. Okay. Yeah. It, I, it's, I it's true something different. I know we got to keep you. moving, and I apologize. I just, yeah, no. Yeah, no. Lightning are the top team in Tampa Bay. But real quick, I wanted to add this to what John was saying. So, John, they lost, but Eric has kind of said it best. They're going back to the drawing board. So they're now going to look kind of like the Bengals, right? You lose. You don't go, well, well, we did really great. It was all with house money, though. So no big deal, no expectations. No. You get that far. Now there are expectations. So now the Bengals are the perfect example to use, actually, right? What was their biggest issue? Their offensive line was atrocious. So what do they do in the offseason? Boom, sign an offensive lineman. Boom, sign another one. Boom, sign another one. They just, you know, they they signed guys to fix that position that they were having a problem with. The Rangers are going to do the same thing. They're going to say, okay, our center depth wasn't 100%. Maybe we need to fix that. Okay, we I'm just need more depth the, in general. Okay, but they're going to the go East... add more players. They're going to add better veterans to help them is my point. They're going to add guys. And the last thing, real quick, one of the Rangers' biggest weaknesses, they had a kid line. They were just kids. A lot of this team is very young and learning. I, I think I, Lafreniere, I Kako, oh, Lafreniere, Kako, and Filipino. I think next year – they're going to be better than they were this year by a Sound lot. Like drinks and, uh, you have on the beach whenever you go to like. Oh my god! Okay, and, you know what? But I think the, real quick. Uh, oh, that, I think the experience is going to do them a huge favor, which is something that's going to help them move forward in the next year and make them a more formidable line together, as opposed to a depth line that was playing well. They're going to be a depth line that is a strong line as a whole. There you go. Eight seconds, and we're back. Jake, what's next, brother? What are we talking about? All right. Uh, well, I think uh, as much as I'm not an NBA, I'm not the biggest NBA fan. I'm an NHL guy. You guys know that. You can't can't skip over the NBA Finals. You got to talk about the NBA Finals. Simple as that. Uh, I, I think uh, should we start with Game Five? I think that's or should we start with Game Four, which we I think briefly discussed last week, Eric. No, it's definitely Game Five, man. After what Let's we saw, after what we saw. I mean, listen, I have said it. I don't know John's feelings on it. I'd like to get yours, Jake, but I still say Warrior and six. Now is the time for Clay Thompson to do what he does in game sixes, and that's close out games. And so this, to me, is falling right in line with everything that I'm saying. Think about it like this. When your bench and your supporting cast steps up, in the NBA Finals to beat the Boston Celtics. I mean, let, let's pretty good. listen. Steph broke his streak. The man did not make one. He was 0 for 9. 0 for 9. It was bad. Okay. Clay had a Clay had a good game. Draymond actually showed up. But we got to start putting respect on the names of Andrew Wiggins and Jordan Poole. Because they are the next in line. Once Clay and Steph basically say, okay, we've done all that we're going to do. We're going to move on to the next chapter of our life. Andrew Wiggins was the gentleman 
who kept that team not only in contention, but was the man who took over when needed and got them the W. So I said Warriors in six. Yes, it's going to be back in Boston, but to me, it's a wrap. I don't know what Tatum and Brown and Smart and Harford and all them boys are going to try and do because it is game six and it is in Boston. I get it. But we already know that at any given point in time, the Golden State Warriors, if they start hitting them from the cheap seats, it's over. It's done. Absolutely. It's done. And they won by 10 last night. One by ten, and Curry did not do anything. The chef was cold last night. Hold on, serving plates. He ain't serving cold plates of food. Last Hold on, John. Night, did you nothing. did you and I watch the same game last night? He wasn't doing nothing. He just wasn't scoring a lot. He was zero for nine from three. He couldn't do. But anything But he was making plays on the court still. Like <laughs> no, but I'm it's not saying like he didn't like, do anything. He was missing all of his shots. Like they. They won by ten is my point when he had a yes. his worst possible he, night. He had a bad game for Steph Curry. And they still won but, by ten points, which is just huge for them. That's scary for the Boston Celtics because if you can't win that game when Curry has his worst game of the series, because it's not gonna get worse than that, he's only gonna get better, then this series is over. Like yeah, I mean, right. you're not gonna think that if you're the Celtics, but realistically if you can't take advantage of what happened last night with Curry, and and even Clay wasn't shooting very well for a while until he finally got into gear in the second half, if you couldn't take advantage of that, and you still lost by ten, it's over for you. Like you're going to I game think... six, but you, you can only win it in in Golden State. Game seven, that's the only way you can win. You can't win it on your home court which I don't think you're going there and winning it in game seven. So I think this one's over, regardless of whether it's in six or seven. This one's a done deal. I think the Warriors have wrapped this up, all but wrapped it up. It's a formality at this point. But I do hope for a game six. I don't know who's going to win tomorrow. I guess they do every three nights they play games, right? Because nobody in the NBA knows how to do a normal you know, seven-game series. They don't do what the NHL does or the MLB does. We're going to play one game a week. All right, no. well, John, hold up. No, they're playing. No, listen, they're playing on. Um, they're playing Thursday. Well, they okay. play Monday, Thursday, and Sunday. Three games in Monday, six Thursday, days? and 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 Saturday. I think it is Sunday. My my birthday. Oh, my Sunday. Birth- okay. Play my birthday. So Sunday. No, but John. Get, no, I mean, John. It's on. Sunday. You got to figure a yeah. day to travel. Yeah. You got to figure a day to practice. I mean, let's not. No, get me, get out of here with that I'm with John, but it doesn't matter. The NHL play once every three days? No, because they're men. They don't don't have to to stretch this out where you play once. Yeah, okay, thank you. Go ahead, Jake, I'm sorry. All right, so there's one thing that nobody mentioned last night, and it's probably the only reason Celtics lost. It's very simple. One word, turnovers. They were terrible. Turnovers were atrocious last night. It almost cost them the Heat series, too. Like the, the Warriors turned the ball over. over six times. That's it. Just six times. Now, I'm not, now that's not normal. The Warriors and, and Celtics both turned the ball over more than six times on average. I mean, at least in this series. On average, they're you know looking at like 10 to 15. But here's the thing. The Warriors didn't turn the ball over. Celtics continued to turn the ball over. And that is the big issue that nobody has talked about yet. The Warriors turned the ball over 18 times. To the Warriors, excuse me. The Celtics turned the ball over 18 times to the Warriors, just six. That's it. Jason Tatum most turnovers in NBA playoff history. Bad. One it postseason, he has bad. 95. He passed LeBron James for most turnovers ever in one postseason. And the problem, the other problem with the turnovers was it's not like oh they just turned the ball over. The Warriors took those turnovers and turned them into points almost every single time yep. of some kind, whether. It turned into a foul, and there were free throws, or it was a three. A two. It didn't matter what it was, any kind of point. There was points involved most of the time, and that is a huge problem. And the other thing that it's not as big of a problem, but it's certainly not great, the free throws for the Celtics last night were also not so great. They shot 21 for 31, which is 67.7%. So the Warriors, 13 for 15, which is 867 they're three points. Now, I'm not saying you're going to go 100%. If you're going like, I would say 80 to 85, okay, I get it. 
Like that that's understandable. They went under 70%. So they turned over the ball constantly and they missed free points. That's not good. You cannot do that. Now I'm not saying all oh, those free throws would have made the difference. That's not what I'm saying. But it definitely doesn't help when you lose all those points, right? So and when you turn the ball over and you're being given opportunities for free points, you got to take them where you can get them, man, because you're shooting yourself in the foot once and then twice. So, Eric, I have a question. Do you think that the Celtics are starting to crack when we saw that technical foul from Marcus Smart last night? Do you think the Celtics are starting to fall apart mentally? Do you think it's no. start, things are starting to get to them and, and it's no. that's a little if bit you make of a it this far, sign? If, if you make it this far, John, no. Listen, if you can't figure it out and if you haven't figured it out by now, then don't even bother stepping on the court. Oh, we can't okay. necessarily say that because we saw the yes, J.R. Smith thing from the Le- well, from, with LeBron James a couple years ago. Can't necessarily say just because you're at this point, you're going to be able to keep it together mentally. Do, 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 do minor mistakes and the moment of the game sometimes get too big for certain players? Yes. Yeah. And why I do you think J.R. is not playing anymore? But what I won't say to He's you is – the Celtics team as a whole, they are keeping each other focused and dialed into the situation. Listen, for all for all intents and purposes. You're not worried about them? No, I'm not worried about Boston. I just I have more faith in in Steph. Not Steph won't go oh for nine. You know what, Eric, real quick. I'm gonna compare it to something we just saw. Rangers versus Lightning. It's the same thing to me. Why? You have a team in the Celtics who I think are overachieving a little bit, maybe. But they're a great team, and they played really well, and they're going against a buzzsaw in the Warriors who have been here before. They know what they're doing, and they're proving it. It's I, not I that the Celtics, it. the Celtics are bad are or the Celtics are cracking. They shouldn't it's be just, here. The Heat should be here. I no, it's not that. that. No, Does no, anybody the Heat be in there? It's okay. not that. It's about nice try, John. a team nice that try. doesn't have a lot of experience in this realm yet versus a team that has a ton of experience, and it's showing, and that's it because this, it's kind of like the Lightning Rangers again. Mistakes, the Lightning capitalized, the Rangers but I'm talking made a about bunch mentally, of mistakes. Like- I know, but hold on. The Rangers made a bunch of mistakes, the Lightning capitalized. The Lightning, being the veteran team, didn't make many mistakes after the first two games in their case, and the Rangers couldn't capitalize because there weren't any. The Celtics are seeing the same thing with the Warriors. The Celtics made a bunch of mistakes last night, and what happens? Boom, Warriors go capitalize on most of them. That's just what happens. So I think it's a kind of similar situation where it's not that one team is bad or they're cracking. They're just playing a team that I think is simply better than them, and it's showing because this just team has if the, all the components to win a championship. I just wonder if everything that the Warriors do, because the Warriors can break your spirit by just all those long threes, and they just they just are so resilient that it can wear on you. And that's why I ask, like, when you have a guy like that. Marcus Smart who – who is the defensive player of the year? One of those guys. One of those guys you have to always worry about. Kind of like Draymond, you always have to worry about whether they're going to oh, start losing John. their mind and then hold get on. technical fouls. Because Marcus Smart's just like Draymond in that regard. Like when I, saw I would not that, be worrying like, about Draymond no. right now. No, I'm no, but Draymond about... is one of those guys where no, like if like if there's one guy no. on your team that you have to worry about getting technical fouls and starting to right, yeah. lose their cool. Draymond and Marcus Smart are those guys on their That's respective fun. teams. But right now, yeah, I, I am not scared of Draymond Green. Okay. You don't, you don't think Draymond's that guy? No, I know Draymond is, but I'm not saying Marcus Smart is that guy. Marcus Smart's always been that guy. No. He's always been no. the guy you have to worry about losing his mind. No, I don't think so. And, 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 if you want, and if you want to if you want to put him in that box, okay, then put him in that box for the regular season. Put him in that box previously. You can't put Marcus Smart in that box right now. Listen, we know what Draymond is. Draymond is probably one of the most consistent guys when it comes to getting in your mind. And if he can mentally disrupt your momentum and how you're thinking and just get inside your head, guess what? Game over. He's a puppet master. Okay? Marcus Smart's not that guy. Marcus Smart understands what his job is. That is basically at any given time, if Steph is on the court, Stephen Curry, he knows that he's got to be able to be the defensive player of the year, the award that he has received, and shut down one of the best shooters ever to play the game of basketball. Okay? That's what his job is. That's what his role is. Now, you can look at a game five and say, well, Marcus Smart did his thing. Well, no, not really. Steph, Stephen Curry had a bad night. Let's call that what it is. All right? Right. But again, uh, he had a bad night. And the rest of the team said, hey, Steph, we got you. 
It's just like the Sideline Sports Network. When yep. one of us is having an off night, guess what? The rest of the crew picks it up. Why? Because we keep this motor running. Okay? So, Boston, major opportunity. Do I want a game seven? Let me be very clear. Do I want a game seven? Of course I do. The two best words in sports. Absolutely. I'm just looking at it and saying, if game five, if the game was a lot closer, even though they won by 10, if Steph played his normal game or even an average game and the Warriors won, let's say, by six or less, then I would be like, okay, this is going to game seven. But you already know Steph, Clay, Draymond, Wiggins, Poole, them boys know we go into Boston to do what the great Michael Jordan has done six times. Close it out on our opponent's court in six games, and we bring in that trophy back with us. We ain't coming back to get the trophy. The trophy is flying with us from Logan Airport back to the Bay, and we are going to be the four-time defending champs. I agree with Eric. I mean, and again, that's the one thing that the Warriors have over the Celtics. It's that experience. They know how to win a championship. They've done it several times, and specifically Clay, Draymond, and Steph. The three of them have won multiple championships together. They will be able to rally this group together and be like, guys, here's what we got to do. Let's go do it. And that's what they're going to do. Those guys will take care of business. And shout out to Yingling for keeping me going tonight. That's what I'm saying. And and so real quick to John, to your point, if I think the Celtics were cracking though, I don't think they're cracking. Again, it's just I think they're just playing a better team. And I think a better team is exposing. No, but I, every I understand flaw. that, but whenever you start to see little things like that, I it's think just that's more somewhere I have to I have to wonder if the lo- longevity of the series and things like no. that and, and all of the you, you just haven't been able to overcome the Warriors. Like the Celtics Right, haven't That's... even been, haven't been the better team in this series. They, John, they've honestly, won two games so far, Jake, and one of them was only because they stole a fourth quarter by like what twenty five points. That, that was the only does, way they. It stole doesn't matter one of how they did games. it. They did like, it. No, I understand that, but what I'm saying is, majority of this series, the Warriors have been better than you if and, you're the Celtics. Right. So, eventually, like it starts to get frustrating. But I, that's a that's that's kind of my point. Like that's what I'm getting at. The Celtics are good. The Warriors are considerably better. And the biggest thing is, the Warriors are saying, "Okay, we know we're better. Now we're going to expo- expose all your flaws in Boston." That's what they're doing to Boston. I think the and Celtics I think that's, start to. I think they fall. And apart I don't think it's the Celtics. Six. I don't think the Celtics are cracking or falling apart. It's not that. It's what it looks like on the surface. Maybe I think the thing is, it's just. The Warriors are so good, and they're clearly a better team. And the experience is proving that, that they're making Boston look bad. They're showing their flaws because those turnovers that Boston's making, that's not happening by accident. Some of them are bad turnovers, but some of them are the Warriors playing better ball, forcing turnovers, and that's a way of exposing flaws. And then they're going to scoring on those turnovers, which is also exposing the flaws of the turnovers, which they just forced. John, this is what I want you to look at to kind of put a pin in this because I know we had a few minutes left here yep. tonight on Sideline Sports. What I want you to watch in game six is this. What I want you to watch is the momentum. We always talk about the ebb and flow in a team of runs, okay? Absolutely. If Golden State jumps out in the beginning of game six, let's say it's a 12-4 run, what you see in the first quarter, John, is not only what you're going to see in the third quarter, but also what you're going to see when they close it out. So I give Boston the 12 minutes in the second quarter to cement themselves in saying we're either going to make this a game or we are going to fold. That is my prediction for game six. Now, listen, Boston comes out and they flip the script and they come on this amazing flip the script and say Boston comes out on this 12-4 run. All right, then let's see how they respond. But be careful of that third quarter. Because that is when the Warriors, throughout the playoffs, have been at their best. Might not have been the other night, but that still remains to be seen. But I still say the game gets closed out, and it's a wrap. Absolutely. I agree. I agree with you. 
All right, we got, I don't know, six, seven minutes. Eric, John, what do you want to talk about? I feel like I've uh, we've talked about everything I want to talk about today. You know, Jake, are, are, how much of a golfer are you? Let me ask Not you. much, but I pay attention enough to certain things. So it depends on what it is. So let me ask you the question that I asked the crew last night on the sports arena. Shameless plug, Monday and Wednesdays, 10 p.m., right here, part of the Sideline Sports Network family. So you know the situation going on with the PGA and the LIV situation. Sure do. Okay. So my question is this. Mike Caratanuto brought up a good point. He was like, the big-name players are going to the LIV because they're getting paid. And the PGA is like, if that's what you're going to do, then we're suspending you. However, even though he has said no at this point, they still haven't got the big dog in Tiger Woods. So, Jake, I want to ask you, do you think at some point Tiger would join the LIV. Yeah. I saw him in a question. They throw enough money at him. Absolutely. They proved that already. You ever thought Phil Mickelson was going to join them? No. Well, here we well, are. Phil Mickelson and the PGA Tour are in a uh, tiff right now. So I think that's the main, I mean the money, but, but I think the main reason that he joined just, was to just spite meant, the PGA Tour. You're not wrong. I just meant though, did you ever think Phil Mickelson would ever play on anyone for anybody else? Except for the PGA, the PGA. I didn't even know Nobody. that there was another league. But, like but none of us I mean? knew like, before like, all this. Like let's. My point is, John. If I told you, forget there's any tiff, there's no nothing. Would you ever have thought Phil Mickelson would play for anywhere else other than the PGA Tour? If you the told me is, they threw a bunch of money, yeah, Phil Mickelson seems like the type of guy, right, That but has zero loyalty. And no, I'm just saying. Whatever you put in all his the pocket, factors we know. We'll follow. I'm just. I'm just saying. Just face value. I meant like. We don't know any factors about money. There's no problems, no nothing. Would you have thought that? That's what I mean. Like I, said, I didn't even know that. Like I didn't even know that. Right. Like another Eric, I'll ask it to you because I think Eric, you understand what I'm asking. I understand exactly what you're saying. And, and the to answer is, your question, at face value, no. Right. At and face value, because Phil Mickelson is synonymous with the PGA. When you think of exactly. Phil, you think of golf, you think of the PGA because of his championships that he has run, exactly. because he is always a top contender in the game of golf. So, go. yes, at face value, yes, I and would say no, he wouldn't have jumped ship. But right. John brings up all the points and all the factors that we include Absolutely. in. Listen, we all know at the end of the day, money is going to be the determining factor for a lot of people. Most, not all, if they have an opportunity to do what they love and get paid more money to do it. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, of course. And that's my so that's that's my point, though. My point was Phil Mickelson was not somebody at face value, like Eric said, that you thought would play somewhere else. And you say the same thing about Tiger, probably at face value. Would he play somewhere else? Of course not. But when you factor in all these things, especially the money portion, yeah. I think if you throw enough money at Tiger Woods, eventually he'll crack, just like everybody else would. Everybody's got a price. Everybody says so, it. That's a known say. Everybody's got a price. I don't know what Tiger Woods' price is, but there is no doubt he's no, got Tiger's a price. Tiger's a billionaire, so that price oh. is going to be pretty high. Hey, and it, it may be very hefty, but you know what? It seems like this tournament's got a lot of money to throw around, and they're not afraid to. That's a nice segue into what I'm about to say. So the winner of the Masters got 18% of the total purse of the money. Do you know how much money you got for winning the Masters? How much? $2.7 million. That's it. Okay. That's a lot of money, yeah. But when you're getting offered what Dustin Johnson, Phil Mickelson, and all these guys are getting yeah. offered, $100 million contracts, that, that, that amount of money for winning the biggest tournament you can have you have on the PGA. The Masters is the biggest thing they yep. got, and that's it's not even obviously going to be the hardest thing to win because that's the Masters. Like right. that's a difficult yep. course. Everybody's going to step up their game to the best they can, and that's that's basically going to be the most amount of money you're going to win at one right. time. And you could get offered a hundred million dollars or all these ludicrous, crazy contracts for going over to LIV. Why the hell wouldn't you do that? And that's exactly There's my point. No Absolutely. way in hell that unless you're Tiger Woods. I mean, nobody. I mean, there's only one Tiger Woods. Like Phil Mickelson's probably never gonna make in the PGA Tour what he's gonna make in the LIV. Like no. that, that's just my opinion. But I don't think he's ever gonna make that kind of money on the PGA Tour. So why wouldn't you go and take that kind of money and get to play the game you love? Like Eric said, like 
I have no problem with it. And to me, it's just the PGA Tour should step up their game, maybe try and offer more money to these guys, maybe to the guys and girls, because, I mean, there's women that play on the PGA Tour, too. I mean, these, why wouldn't you offer them more money? Like, I'm not sneezing at 2.7 million. When you see another league come in, but they are. (laughs) When but you, see you know what, John? Come in and and throw like a big contract at people. It's like absolutely. Well, hold on a second. Why hasn't the PGA Tour been doing this for their people? Right. And John, here's the thing: if they're getting a hundred million dollar contract, and the most they can win is not even three million dollars, we'll rough we'll for the best to tournament million. of the year. Right. We'll make it three million just for the argument of this number to make it a little more understandable. You're telling me, I get a hundred million with LIV, or I get three percent of that. Three percent of that to win. That's only if I win the biggest tournament in the entire PGA. You know, in all of PGA that they so can. So you basically on. have to win the Masters thirty-three times, right? Exactly. In order to equal to that get your contract what, the, the value, hundred million dollar contract, like, and that's, that's the problem. And that's the problem. <laughs> so for me, if you're telling me I get a hundred million dollar contract, or I can make three percent of that contract, only if I can win the hardest tournament in all of golf. I'm going to take the $100 million every single time, even if 10% of that contract is guaranteed money. Even if it's just $10 million, that's three Masters plus that I, I've just guaranteed myself. Right. So I get it, and I understand the frustration from the PGA, but it's not their it's, – it's nobody's fault but their own. These yep. guys are getting paid, and you know what? Good for them. Good for them. Maybe the PGA can't afford it. That's that, – Hey, that's not is. the golfer's problem. That, but that's not right, problem. that's not the golfer's problem. If they want the money that they feel they have earned, go get it. I may not like it as a fan, but just strictly analyzing it, go for it. Absolutely, I would do it. I admit I would. Well, at least we're all consistent about that because I feel the exact same way. I just wanted to get your <laughs> thought and opinion on that, yeah. considering that we had that conversation last Absolutely. night. You know, it, it was one of those where I was like, like you said, everybody's got a price. It just depends on what that number is. Yeah. So, Tiger may eventually end up there. We'll see if they have the money start, for it. It's time to start treating these these golfers much like we do the football players. Like I was gonna say, treat them like a regular want, athlete. Not if you like want the best, other you pay them like they are the best. Like right. to yeah. me, what these golfers are getting paid for winning the Masters, that's just that's a joke. That's nothing. I feel like they should be making a hell of a lot more. This is me. You're right. Based on what other athletes make, you're right. Absolutely. Hmm. Our man Troy chimed in here with this. He said the real reason the Saudis are funding this kind of money is to try to make people forget the image they have in the world. Troy, that's a slippery slope, my brother, because that's a conversation that we're going to have to save for another time. We need to ride out of here. This has been Absolutely. great. Gentlemen, thank you as always for having me on. I appreciate it. Appreciate my man John on, man. Shear is going to handle his business, and then I'm going to say my piece, and we're going to let Jake close it out like we always do. So, John Shear, do your thing, my brother. Yeah, make sure you check out uh, Sideline Sports YouTube page. Subscribe. Please subscribe because that helps us. Check out all of our social media handles. Uh, we do shows every night of the week, Sunday through Saturday, because that's how the work, that's how the week works. Eric Wilson, Sunday through Saturday. Not the other way you say it, but we have shows every day of the week. Make sure to tune in the Sports Arena Monday and Wednesday nights. we got Three Chicks in a Pod happen earlier tonight. We've got the Gary and Stein show happens, I believe, Mondays. we got Basket Bros Sundays, uh, Gauntlet Saturdays. Like, we got shows every day of the week. You guys are going to want to check out. So our YouTube is always popping. And uh, I'm going to let it Right over to you guys. So, yes, um, let, let me run down the list real quick for my brother. And I'm sorry if I miss this show, but let me run it down for you. And since John says Sunday to Saturday, you got Basket Bros on Sunday. You got the NBA carousel, Megan Price's NBA carousel, along with Oh, What a Show in the Sports Arena, plus the Gary and Stein show. On Tuesdays, you got Three Chicks in a Pod. You got Confidential. And, of course, you got Sideline Sports. Wednesdays, you've got the Sports Arena. We do it two nights a week because that's how we get down. Thursday, you got the Pundits Pundit. Fridays, you got the LinkedIn podcast. Saturdays, you got the Gauntlet podcast. Uh, again, oh, Fridays, every week, check out my man Jordan Long under the review. Great article, great um, execution on his topics that he discusses. And it's he doesn't just cover Colorado. He covers, yeah, he got the under the review podcast. Now, I'm going to turn it over to my man Jake Malik to close it all out for us. Absolutely. All right. You guys can find me on Twitter at Jake underscore Malik. JB at home. Hope you're feeling better, buddy. Uh, real quick, as per usual, 
as you see scrolling across the bottom of your screen. Instagram and Twitter is Sideline Sport One. YouTube and Facebook is Sideline Sports. We've got a group. We've got a page. Just look us up. Uh, DBA Television, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, TikTok. We are everywhere all the time for your best sports news. I'm telling you, come to us. I tell you every week. That is the way we do it. Gentlemen, any last comments before we run out? No. No. Sideline Sports, like we say, we are the fans' version of the four-letter network. We will see you guys next week. See it. Hey there, fabulous souls. I'm Stephanie Baklaan. And I'm Eden Alpert. And we're the hosts of the brand new podcast, Unapologetically Fab. Get ready to join us on an amazing and real journey as we dive into life after 40 and own it. We're all about changing the narrative, leaning into who you are, and living a life by your own design. Join us as we embrace life unapologetically and redefine success. This is Unapologetically Fab. An electric cast production. See you there. Electric Acid. Electric Acid. Welcome to Tuning Into Sound Wellbeing, where we harmonize your mind, body, and soul. I'm Amanda, your sound therapy expert. And I'm Stephen, the curious explorer uncovering the mysteries of sound. Together we explore vibrations, frequencies and the power of sound therapy and tuning forks. Discover ancient wisdom, reduce stress and tune into a healthier life. Subscribe to Tuning Into Sound Wellbeing today.